νομίζω κάνει φοβερή δουλειά στην κοινωνία. And Nicole Taxi, and Kilian, I want to go to the taxi, and I close the door, and I want to go inside, and Kilian go out there. You're going to get someone messaging you afterwards saying, why did you mention me? Hey, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I cry because you are here today. Hey, the welcome to another edition of the No Chofdes podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, tell your nunna. Now, this is a very special edition for various reasons. Um, I'm going to introduce my co-host first, Rodri. How you doing, mate? Long time no speak. Uh, yeah, a little bit busy, but looking forward to this one. So, mm. yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Well. People that are watching thinking, well, this isn't a Moni and Nicosia fan podcast, so what's this got to do with Manchester United? Well, first of all, the, the viewers or the regular viewers know that I used to have a, a league matchbook at Man United and a season ticket, and I've got my own opinions on the Glazers, and Rodri being a United fan uh, is quite relatable. We had Sammy McElroy on a few weeks ago with Wayne Barton. We've had David Petrucci on, former United player. So we've got that United connection. Roy and Chris, my co usually sorry, regular co-hosts, are United fans. But right now, we've got the 1958, um, a supporter group who are very, very unhappy about the ownership of the club, the direction the club is heading. Um, I'm going to ask the gentleman in a moment what the 58 are all about. And as you can see, their cameras are off for the anonymity, which is absolutely fine. I've, I've got no problem with this whatsoever, which makes an even more interesting podcast. So, gentlemen, thank you for, uh, for jumping on. Really appreciate you being here. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Great stuff. So, first of all, gents, for people that are watching, who or what are the 1958? Um, so, the 1958 are basically just like any of us. We're just a group of like-minded, a group of Reds. Um, turns out we have a lot of uh, complementary skills from really clever people and some really kind of good ideas. We was just we just want new owners. We're just not prepared to kind of watch and sit, watch the uh, club just rot away to nothing. Um, and nobody seemed to be stepping up to the plate. You know, we wasn't getting any answers from anybody. Things were just dragging on and on. And, uh, you know, nobody was actually, you know, making a difference. So we wanted to kind of see what we could do. Um, we had a lot of good ideas and it kind of just snowballed on from there, really. Fair enough. And um, there are some parallels between Manchester United and Omonia. And the reason why I say this is because our club was taken over in 2018. And there are a set of fans who are quite unhappy with the new ownership and they went to create their own team, much as FC United did. Um, but you guys have no affiliation with, with FC, do you? No, we have no affiliation with anybody. <laughs> We're just, like I said, just a like-minded group of, group of Reds, group of lads, um, match-going fans, time-served time served Reds, if you like, with you know, generations of history uh, through our family, you know, granddads, great granddads, dads who uh, all supported United and the club. You know, the love for the club is second to none, and that is really what's driving us forward. So, I think as well, just, big... I think as well, sorry if I could jump in there as well. I think just to add a little more about the group, you know, 
there's so much diversity in our group as well. The, you know, there's young, old, there's different um, members of the group that have got different stature and visibility within the club and within the fan base as well. And that's what helps it work. Well, this is it because you've got a lot of younger generation supporters calling United fans top reds, you know, and immediately they associate the top reds with the older generation. But you don't have to be in your 40s or 50s or 60s to be a top red. You can be a top red at 10, 15, 20, you know? Yeah, exactly. And this isn't, this, you know, this isn't about, um, you know, uh, factions. We want to unite the, the fan base. You know, there's two, as you mentioned there, there's, there's too many kind of diverse groups um, within the United fan base. And, you know, unless, unless we unite and, and fight the same fight, you know, it's, um, we're never going to get rid of the Glazers. History tells us that, you know, what, what they like. We know what we're up against here. Um, you know, it's it's United we stand or divided we fall. And um, that's I think that's where we are now. Uh, a stance needs to be made. Um, it's been a while since um, anything was done, um, but I don't think anything's been done um, in this era with this generation with trying to get everybody together, young, old, global fans, match-going fans, and all the other kind of outliers of our factions um, within the fan base to try and unify and have a concerted effort uh, that doesn't stop, you know, relentless to try and get these uh, get these owners out. I think to so, build on that as well, what one thing that the weekend showed us is that, you know, we are that link now across all generations of fan. You know, you need to look at our Twitter. You can see that. You look at the protest on Saturday. We're that, we are now that link across all generations, all diversities, young and old. Well, see, this is it because I'm interested to know how you guys um, got together and decided to create the 58 because we've seen protests in the past, as you quite rightly mentioned, and you guys kind of came out the blue. But at the same time, for people who know you guys, there were a few murmurs anyway. So how did you guys get together to do this? Yeah, so initially it was like a, just a WhatsApp group and we just, you know, just talking United like you do. Um, and, you know, as you start to... Uh, find out a bit more about people. We all have like a lot of common, you know, like I said, we're just a like-minded group of lads really. Um, and it turns out once you know people, you, we've got a lot of really complementary skills. We all work really well together. We have some re really good ideas. So, you know, we want change. We need change. We have the passion and energy to drive that change. Um, and we won't stand back and watch the club we love right away to nothing. And, um, you know, enough is enough, as Gary Neville says, uh, you know, and that is what spurred us on, really. You know, is anybody going to step up to the plate here? And, and they weren't. So, yeah, so that, that's what that's what we want to try and do. Yeah, no, and I think, I think if I can add to that as well, I think um, the melting pot for me was this this 12 months we've had, this 12 months from the protest in Liverpool last year, this ESL debacle that we went, uh, that we went through. What's happened? And, you know, you talk about it and you're waiting and you talk about it and you're waiting and nothing happens and nothing happens and nothing happens. And I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I think that's what started all the dialogue between the guys and everything. I mean, obviously, we've watched them out from day one. You know, we've attended protests and things in the past. But I think it's like, what's going on? What's happening now? What, what, what are people doing about this? We just keep hearing the same tribe again and again and again and again and again. Something had to change. So what are you guys doing different to what um, the organisers of the protests in 2005 did? Because that was quite physical, to say the least. Uh, I remember the megastore getting trashed, for one. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say too much about that, Dave. But, no, no. But, no. Um, but what is it that you guys do? Because I know that it's more of a peaceful, peaceful approach to yeah. protesting, isn't it? Yeah. So we're all about peaceful and legal. You know, um, what happened... Last year with the Liverpool game was, we believe, totally unique. You know, it was in lockdown. You know, we'd been away from the games for a long time. You know, COVID and kind of breaking the rules and all that kind of thing. You know, we're in this for the long haul. Um, so that's something we will be different. You know, we're not going to stop doing this. It's going to be relentless consistency. That's the only way. And it's got to be peaceful and legal, you know, because we need to build support and build a long-term plan um, to actually, you know, get rid of the Glazers, you know they're just parasites you know that it's it's a puzzle within a puzzle within a puzzle with these guys um and we'll work this out and you know like i said in our tweet you know we'll remove the head of the snake because that is that is what's breaking us you know it, everything cascades down from them they set the standards um the club's a total mess you know it, it's broken and rotten from top to the bottom as uh, the saying goes you know we're not in this for any other purpose other than the objectives we have um, after that, we're quite happy just to go back to being normal res. We don't want any fame, recognition or anything else to detract from the cause, which is why, you know, we don't want to put kind of names out there and that kind of stuff. It's not about one person or individual. It's about the cause. And that is it. That's all we're interested in. Um, and, you know, we need unity to actually achieve that. I think to add to that as well, one of the things as well is <clears throat> fans from the outside looking in will be revitalised, will be encouraged by campaigns that have gone on at other clubs, successful campaigns at other clubs, the likes of Blackpool FC, etc, etc. So I think that's going to add massive strength, you know, right from the bottom up within the fans as well. Yeah. I think, it's, all, I think it's also, sorry Spell, I no, think it's also worth pointing out that, you know, our pro the protest that we put together on Saturday you know, it was led by the younger generation, by youth. You know, they carried the flag, they stood out up front. And, you know, it's important that it had, going back to your original question, different from 2005, it has to be legal, it has to be peaceful for it to have any longevity in it. And we do want to, we want to reach out across the fan base. And, you know, in some ways, we want a club that we can hand over to these kids and they can support a decently owned run club. And, uh, and that's why we want those kids up front on Saturday. Yeah, and that's absolutely spot on because that is it's all about the next generation and, and handing the club back to them in the same way as, you know, we was handed it over by, you know, by our kind of uh, uh, relatives, you know. Um, it's just not in a really good state at the moment and, you know, we want to try and fix that and, and give them something to be proud of, you know. We want to be proud of supporting United and not just being prostituted around for the next sponsor and, you know, just completely diluting the traditions and history of what United are all about. So, uh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the Glazers and that they're your main target, but would it be fair to say that the pro these protests also aimed at, say, for example, players possibly and pos I know certain supporters? Because I know there's been a bit of back and forth with the fan cam generation. A lot of them are saying that they're your target as well. Can you clarify whether they are on your on your hit list, so to speak? Well, obviously the priority is, is the owners, right? Um, but we will we will call out anyone who we think are um, you know prostituting the club for their own their own self game. You know anything that is dividing the fan base, you know dividing them, anything that is influencing the younger generation in what we feel is is you know the, for the wrong reasons, um, then you know we, we will call it out. Because you know that's that is what we're all about. You know the Glazers, 
as we mentioned, they set the standards within the club. It's it's not just they're, they're the priority, but there are other objectives as well. Um, and once we've actually got those, we're quite happy just to trot off into the distance and go back to supporting United again. Um, you know, Glazers really have, have lied to us. Um, as we mentioned earlier, since since Liverpool protest, um, with all the FSS and stuff with with uh, with Must, nothing's materialised. Um, you know, the rumoured sale of of land sale of Old Trafford to property financiers to fund a new stadium. You know, we'll be forever in debt. You know, forever glazed, forever lost if that happens because they won't spend a penny um, of their own money. Um, so we owe it to the next generation. You know, to pass the club over in the same state it was passed passed to us and and the traditions, the culture, the fan culture. Um, that we believe is important to carry on into the next generation as, as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, hopefully that answers your question, Stel. I can, I can add to that a little bit as well in relation to the sort of the players. Is it aimed at the players, other fans, etc.? You know, one thing to really mention, I grew up I grew up attending the United games when, when fans were chanting against England, for example, and I didn't understand why. You know, one thing I loved was that United fans were getting behind the United players that had had to deal with, for example, David Beckham was getting effigies of him hung off lampposts in 1998. What I loved back then was the fact that United as a fan base, you know, still to this day chants about how United have won the World Cup more than England. Still to this day turns its back on England games because of how our players have been treated. So Manchester United certainly shouldn't all of a sudden become a toxic environment whereby a different player is getting a different death threat each week. And it certainly shouldn't happen just because people are trying to gain, you know, personally. Fair enough, fair enough. Rod, have you got any questions so far, mate? Yeah, it's just me saying you've got a, you know, a long-term plan. You know, because these these cretins, they've got they have got thick skin. So, are you in for the long haul? You obviously are, but you know, what is the long term plan? Because we all want these cretins out, but how, how are you going to go about it? Because we've we've been through this before, and and you know, they're a long long way from here, so they're hard to get to. And so, I just not want to know what is the long term plan, or you're just going to play it by ear. Yeah. So. Um... Yes, we're not we're not cranks. We know we're passionate United fans um, with history through generations of, of our families. Um, you know we have a multifaceted plan. You know we want to be. You know we feel that kind of things that have happened in the past haven't been targeted in the right way. I know we've kind of people have gone after with the green and gold campaign, going after sponsors and going after uh, you know kind of uh, people who are invested in the club. I think they're valid, but I think how they've gone about them is. Um, probably not the best way um so we want to kind of revisit that we we're going to be we've reached out to all the supporters trust so in in the close season you know we'll be working on the kind of longer term strategy around the kind of non-football non-protest type approaches um that will give us that um you know a multifaceted plan that, that we actually um discussed at the start start of the, the start of the podcast um you know <laughs> It's, it's must, 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 and the other fan groups um, and other groups need to come on board with us. It's not something anybody, I don't think, can achieve on their own, Rodri. I think it's going to take everybody to be on the Everyone's got a part to play, no matter how small a voice they think they've got um, across. If you, if, you, if you support United and you want the Glazers out, then you're in the 58 is basically the uh, the message. Um, and that is the only way we're going to get rid of these. If we try to do it, you know, in single factions or we try to, you know, separate out the message, they're never going to get, you know, like you said, they're, they're thick-skinned. They've seen all this kind of stuff before. I think Have you got any... 
Sorry, mate. Have you got any like ideas? Obviously, the, the, the way to hurt these people is hurting them in the pocket. So, have you got any like? Obviously, you, you can't say the details, but have you got plans in the future to, to you know to hit them in the pocket? I think uh, I think yeah. I'll jump in there. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Yes. Yes, we have, and I think it taps into what was mentioned before. Um, you know, some of our plans are, are to be more targeted. Um, we're not going to go into them. We're going to be a, a little bit vague about it. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It needs to be targeted, and that's that's our focus now. That we're looking at all different angles and all different factions of that football club and ownership. But again, it's nothing without the support of the fan base. You know that fan base needs to keep going and keep supporting us, and we need to unite and we need to be together. So one of the big one of the big do this. One of the big differences was in 05, that campaign, that protest, that took a certain light and that atta- attracted a certain type of person. And with it, it put a certain type of person away as well, put a certain type of person off. One thing we've done with the legal route, with the structured route, with the inclusive route, you know, we've got some of the some of the best finance people we've ever come across, some of the best negotiators we've ever had the, you know, the the honor of sharing conversation with are now coming to us. They're approaching us, they're willing to, you know, put their name on the line potentially in some cases. And that's something I don't think we've ever had before. Yeah. And also United are a different they're a different proposition to some of the other clubs. You know, they're not a Chelsea or a or a Blackpool. You know, um, it's to, it's a totally different proposition to what some you know you know people are saying. Well, why don't we, why don't we get like um, a consortium together or, or something like that? Um, you know, I, it just makes you wonder what what's been going on behind the scenes with Most. You know, we need to we need to uh, get those guys on board with us as well. Um, we have had discussions with them. Um, um, you know, we're not going to exclude anybody. From um, from the from the fight and and the battle that we want to do to get to get the get the glazed out, no matter what's happened previously, you know we need everybody on board for this. So what just, do you think is to... stopping? What do you think is stopping the must working with yourselves? What what is blocking it? I, I think there's been a number number of uh, reasons. I think um, obviously there's there's been an, a, a you know the people behind the fifty eight being a. An unknown entity, so there's a trust issue, but that's that's an issue throughout the whole fan base. A trust issue. It's, it's you know, I'll be honest, it's ridiculous. You know how broken this fan base can be on the back of, I don't know, things that have gone on in the past, different agendas. But it's amazing. Um, it's amazing what you find out when you dig a little bit deeper. But anyway, all that aside, it's just got to come together because it's just not going to work without that. And uh, and we need to get to, and we need. Sorry. Oh, you go on, mate. Go on, finish. Sorry, go on. And we just need to get to a point where, all right, there might be a reason that, you know, we, we don't agree 100%, but we just need to get to that to that happy place where we can all just move together. Because in the end, we just want a change in ownership and we want the right or upright ownership in place. Sorry, Stel, I'm a major problem. What do you mean, are, are they a major problem? Well, you know, leeching off the club... Um, well, some of them, no, it's, it's kind of a, you don't want to generalise, but most of them are in it for their own um, their own self-gain. They're in it for, uh, you know, they want, the glazers are good for them, you know, they want a, a divisive agenda so they can kind of push the, the negative, you know, because that kind of attracts more, more kind of, um, 
viewers or whatever they, whatever they call them you know subscribers i don't know what what, what they call them um but you know for 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 protests around um old trafford then we need the kind of match going fans the local fans for that um and when we start to reach out um for you know kind of targeted you know to hit them in the pocket that is where everybody else can can uh, can come in but you know we won't be reaching out to to, to the fan cams you know we if they want to help out, they should be doing it for the good of the club themselves, without self-promoting it on on you know on on their own channels. Um, you know, we're not going to tickle the backsides of fan cams to come and help out for something that if they're United fans, I've never met a United fan who doesn't want the Glazers out. So why aren't they supporting us? Why aren't they supporting this cause? It makes you you know it makes you ask that question. I think for I all think the negativity Robert... around. Sorry, go on. Yeah. I think for all the negativity around the fan cams as well, you just need to have a, a look at the front line of that protest. We keep going back to it. You know, look at the pictures of the, of the boy on his dad's shoulders walking around Old Trafford. You know, there's as much passion as there is greed on the other side of the fence. There's as much passion in the in the youngsters that were there and that will continue to be there at every home game. Yeah, love that's, the kind of, that's the kind of thing I'm getting at, though, because it's kind of the youngsters that, that kind of follow the fan cams. So... When you get in <clears throat> different kind of stories and different kind of angles and different kind of negativities, like you're saying, we all should be as one. Yeah. I don't feel like they're, they're they're on the same page. Yeah, let me jump in there. I think I, I know what you're getting there, Roderick. I mean, we I seen a comment from one fan cam who said, um, "You know, how can I support the protest because they haven't asked me." We shouldn't need to ask you if you're a Man United fan and you want the Glazers out. Turn up, exactly. turn up yeah. and join the rest of the crowd. Let's hear your voice. We're not going to be asking anybody. You know, we will not tell the fans how to support this football club. It's up to them. We'll we'll, we'll just facilitate for them. We'll just we'll just be a voice for them. And all we're doing is reacting to what the fans have asked us to do. That's all we're what. doing. I tell you what, if they're fans as well, you know, they can drop into our inbox at any point. You know, if they want to tell us they want to be their front line, if they want to tell us, you know, so be it. But they haven't. No, but it would it would, it would help massively if we, it, this is what we're getting at. If, if it would help massively because they have got a big audience and we all need to be together to, to get into these cranes. And so we've got an open door. There's, there, there it is. You know, we're, we're, we're open for, yeah. for talks. Let, let, let's get it, you know. It's good it's but it's to... about the cause, Rodri. It's not about them and pushing yeah, the, the narrative, about. the narrative on on the channels and making it all about them. It's not. That's why. That's why the fifty eight's here because it, we don't give a. We actually don't give a toss about any self promotion, any self gain. We just want the cause to be done, and then we'll just go back to being normal United fans. Um, if they if they prefer to do that and not big themselves up and make it all about them and dilute the cause and the message that we're trying to do. Then fine, but you know we shouldn't be um, having to go cap in hand to people. You know, if you don't, if you don't, like I said, I've never met a, gla- a fan who doesn't want the Glazers out, so we shouldn't be having to to go to anybody. But if the reason they've not got in touch is is because the fear and the animosity, you know, we're, we're saying it's not there isn't the animosity right now. As long as it's not toxic, as long as it's everything, my esteemed friend has just said. You know, we're, we're waiting to hear from them. We're certainly not going cap in hand, but we're waiting to hear from 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 the fan cams, from from groups all across the globe, as we already have. Yeah, we've had some massive support, by the way. It's been really humbling what we've we've had. Um, you know, the, the DMs are just totally overwhelming, and we've we've had some really really good offers from support from 
every everywhere all over the world um, and that's exactly what we need when we move into kind of the next phase which is obviously beyond protests at the ground um, you know we've got multifaceted plans uh, for the future for this What I, wanted to, what I wanted to ask you, gents, was about um, the club's obsession with um, social media interactions and, and engagement. And I seem to remember Ed Woodward, or I think it was Richard Arnold, bragging about the, um, the Man United women's Instagram had more followers than nine other clubs, which great for the, for the women's scene, great. But in terms of you know, social media as a whole, we know how toxic it can be, but we also know how positive it can be. So how do you guys feel about, you know, the club having conference calls and they're talking about their annual income and all that kind of stuff, but then emphasising social media engagements as, as, a, as a key factor? Yeah, I, 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 I th times have changed, right, since the... Um... The uh, 05, like what you opened up with, Stella, at the start about the previous protest. You know, social media is a big thing now. It wasn't then, you know, but it's something we can actually turn against them, believe it or not. Um, it's something we plan on on turning against them. Um, you know, like, like we mentioned, everyone's got a role to play, no matter how small or insignificant they think they are. And if everyone unites and does this, we'll make it really uncomfortable for the Glazers. Um, obviously, nobody can make, they're on the club, right? Nobody can, uh, can make them sell. But, you know, if, if we can make it real uncomfortable for them, then that will make it more um, more realistic that, you know, uh, maybe the value of the club will come down and more more kind of investors will look um, for that. And, you know, they might just say enough's enough. You know, things aren't going great for the Glazers at the moment. Um, and everyone's got everyone's got a tipping point. Even the I Glazers, think as well, I think... Not. I think as well, it's been quite, you know, it's been quite obvious over the last week or so. I mean, obviously, we've been putting pressure on uh, on the club and on, and obviously, the, the well, not pressure on the trust. We've been asking questions of the trust, but we've been putting pressure on the club. And then the next minute, they, they announced that, you know, Ten Hag's nearly been signed and they've appointed somebody to have a look at the window frames at the stadium. And, you know, they're pushing that stuff out to try and quell and dampen um, the, the fans from rising up. Yeah, quote, quote for a new so job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they're, pushing it out. I think, I think... they're pushing it out to appease the uh, the marketing departments as well that will be approaching them saying, what the hell are you going to do about that? And I don't think long term it will be that hard to make it a financially unviable prospect to commercially partner with Manchester United. I certainly don't think it will be sold on interactions uh, once the tide starts turning anyway. Oh, it's like when Wesley Snyder was always linked when it came to season ticket renewal date, wasn't it? It's, it's so obvious. I mean, it's just <laughs> a tried and tested model, isn't it? It's a tried and tested model. They know it worked. They know it's worked before, and they just keep rolling the same old crap out and expect United fans, um, you know, to, to 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 buy it. You know, we're sick of being mugged off. We're sick of being lied to, and it ain't going to work anymore. And I think I think the Glazers. I mean, it's obvious that the Glazers target the worldwide fan base for this. Because they want everything, everything to be in, everything's rosy in the garden. So when they watch a game, they want to make sure Old Trap is full and singing and dancing so everything looks really, really nice and dandy. And also, you know, it's clear that, you know, one of their considerations when they buy a player is their commercial value to the club. You know, I mean, we saw that with Ronaldo, San Ronaldo, shares, uh, the shares shot up. And then I think it was Darcy sold 100 million shares when they're at, at, at the height. 
and didn't invest a penny back into the club. So, so it's obvious that the Glazers, it's all a, it, look, they're just draining the club. I'm not, I'm not telling anybody what they don't already know. But, but Amma, you know, that's why we're, we're talking about going across the whole fan base, you know, talking to the whole fan, fan base around the world. It's about awareness as well, isn't it? You know, how these guys are really just asset stripping and draining this club, the life out and the history out of this club. And gents, gents, do you mind if I play devil's advocate for a moment and ask a question that you're not prepared for? Is, is that okay? Go it's, for just it. come to, it's just come to my mind now because I seem to remember when um, Fergie was approached by a United fan about the Glazers and the, at an airport, I think it was before a pre-season friendly tour, if I'm not mistaken. You can, you can correct me on that if I'm wrong. But I remember him telling them, fuck off and support Chelsea if you don't like it. Um, he actually came out to say that there was no value in the market at the time when City was signing Silva and Aguero. So this obviously has been a long-stem problem. That being said, how many people do you think are to blame for the Glazers being here and staying here? I mean, I think it's innumerable, innumerable isn't it? I can't even say the word. <laughs> yeah, it's, well... I think everyone's kind of complicit in, in a way, Stel. Obviously, you know, you've got the Rock of Gibraltar stuff with, with Alex Ferguson. You know, Woodward was behind the... He was a banker, um, and I did say that right, um, who actually got... Say, the, say that right. <laughs> <laughs> who got the... Uh, who, who was kind of behind all the kind of, you know, with the... Um, uh, JP Morgan, I think, was 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 the the, the bank involved. So he, he was kind of led the charge for that, and then he moved into CEO. And, you know... I think Fergie was he was such a genius of a manager. He kind of he, he kind of covered over a lot of that um the the short the shortcomings of the Glazers and we kind of got away with it until you know until 2013 obviously. Um and yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean there's been that many people complicit with with the Glazers um coming in and and kind of taking over the club. Um but you know <sighs> Mountains are meant to be climbed, as uh, a, a great uh, player from '99 once said uh, before a PSG game. And uh, we want to climb that mountain and get rid of these. So would it would it also help for obviously ex United players with a with a platform that reaches millions to to get behind and support you as well? Oh, I think that I think that's really important, Rodri. I'm glad you brought it up. I think you know to have we're just normal we're just normal United fans, right? <laughs> Nobody knows us anyway, um, apart from the match going fan base. Um, we need it. We need kind of a figurehead, a, a, a spokesperson who can kind of come on board and just stick the neck on the line, um, and, and just show you know the, it's not about they're not being bought by the Glazers. They're not being um, you know cajoled into anything. And you know if it's the right thing to do, it's the right thing to do, no matter what you're doing. Some some things are worth fighting for, as we say. I think hopefully as well. I think as we move on and we get. We get deeper and deeper into what we're we're planning, and then the process hopefully will go better and better with, with the fan base supporting it more and more as it becomes more and more trust. You know, maybe they'll be a bit a little bit more relaxed and a little bit uh, a little bit more behind the movement. Um, but maybe there's a, bit, a little bit of self-preservation at the moment, but there shouldn't be because we haven't got any any agenda. I've got to be honest with you, I was going to come Saturday, but I was going to come with my seven-year-old and I thought, so, well, if it gets a bit messy again like it did last time, but it was so peaceful then, the next one then I'll be, you know, I'm definitely going to come to it. So I think that helps that, that, that it was a peaceful and, and it was a very successful protest and it's only going to get bigger. So you do need someone to stick the neck out, i.e., you know, I'll say Gary Neville, Paul Scholes, all these people with a good platform, big platform, 
die-hard United fans, supposedly. So, yes, they do need to stick, stick the neck out and, and get behind it. We can assure the players. We can assure the ex-players. You know, it's in our interests as much as it is theirs. Maybe more so to ensure that it stays legal, stays in 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 the right manner. And one of the biggest blockers to them coming out will have been effectively how much are they putting out there, and how much of it isn't even in their control. They're effectively risking everything. It's not in their control. We can assure them now. This is you know, and again, as as the others have said, over time we'll build trust. Over time, you know, potentially they'll even come down and join us. Who knows? But yeah, we can absolutely assure them that. No, it is okay now for them to put their neck on the line, if you will, and to, to come out and support us. It'll be interesting to see who does as well. Lads, yeah. I've seen a few tweets over the weekend from various fans of different clubs saying, oh, here they are again. They're doing another protest. Is it because the team's not doing well? Is it because they're not spending money, even though that they've spent loads of money over the years, close to a billion, however much it is? Um, you guys said that you're in here for the for the long haul, but what would you say to people that say to you guys, well, where were you when the club were doing well winning Champions Leagues? Where were you, you know, when United were signing big name players? You know, why are you complaining about things now? Is it because things aren't going well? What would you say it's, to these people? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a tried and you know tested message that, you know, they're only complaining because the, the, the results are. It's not about results. You know, performance and results are secondary really to getting rid of the Glazers. And, you know, where we were before, we were supporting the club. You know, we're, the 58 have only been around really for a few months. It's amazing, really, the kind of traction, support and, and what we've managed to achieve in that sh- a short space of time. Um, and and that, that's, where we, that's where we've been. It's literally just a, a couple of months uh, we've been going into this now. Um, but we know about what's happened in the past, um, and we, like I said, we want to we want to change that. And I think you know if we do kind of regular um, protests and, and other actions, that's that's going to be better for us to build a platform and probably more impact than even maybe what happened at the Liverpool game um, last season, which is like I said, we think was just a total one-off. I don't think we'll ever repeat that again um and like i said we just want legal and peaceful we don't want to even go down that route anyway i think another i think to add to that i think to add to that as well is um the fact that you know the process to get at at the liverpool game was an education for probably a lot of fans who just didn't realize just how bad these owners were do you know what i mean so that is fresh in their mind they know how bad they are we can win trophies we can win games we can win titles but they'll still be draining this club and they'll still come back with another offer of let's 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 play midweek twenty games a season all over the world and make as much money as possible without relegation. Don't think it's going away. It'll come back again in some form. So yeah. I think there's more of an awareness now since the Liverpool protest and more of an anger. And I think they're more transparent than ever. I think the Glazers are more transparent than ever since the since the ESL debacle. And I think. I just think there'll be more awareness about it. And I think people will stick with it. And I don't think the fan base will have the wall pulled over their eyes again. Yeah. Maybe some of the rival fans should realise as well what it is that we're fighting for and how we came out in them numbers after that ESL. Yeah. Because the Glazers were, were trailblazing that ESL. Uh, let nobody forget that. And no, no United fan was surprised by that. But I think the uh, the maybe some of the opposition fans maybe 
they didn't know what they were like. But, you know, United fans have known what they're like for all too long. Um, and no one was surprised that there was a figureheads, along with the uh, Liverpool owners. Um, no surprise, they're both American owners and they're both on the franchise model. Um, and, you know, the move Old Trafford to, to, you know, Los Angeles one year and Melbourne the next year, they don't care. They don't care about uh, the club or traditions, which is, again, why the 58 and why the 58 name really is around. So people don't forget about that and what we've overcome in the past. Um, and, and United, you know, re, you know, kind of resolve um, that, that through history um, around this kind of th- this kind of stuff. And what what makes it worse as well when you've got the, the, your neighbours who, who you've dwarfed for, for over for, for years. Everything they're doing is correct. Yes, they've got a cash cow as a as an owner, but the the facilities, the training ground, everything is correct. And it's just embarrassing to see in the last 15, 20 years that teams like Tottenham, other teams, have got better facilities than Manchester United. It's just yeah, yeah. it's tragic. Yeah, you know what, Rodri? It's it's a, a very valid point. We are ten years behind. Some other teams, you know, 10, 15 years, and it's like the Glazers need to react. It's like, right, we've got a shit training ground. We're worse than Leicester, so let's find a little bit of money and be, you know, to get a training ground just as good as Leicester says. And I have no disrespect to Leicester, but they have owners who invest their own money. You know what I mean? The Glazers don't want to invest their own money. They just want to strip the club of, of money, strip the club, put more debt, put more debt to just keep up. Yeah. To just not- keep up. Sorry, mate, this is not Leicester and this is not Tottenham. It's Manchester United. They earn millions. Exactly. Millions. Exactly. I think this, exactly. This, is, this Manchester United is arguably the UK's most recognised commercial asset worldwide. What we need is an ownership structure that uses its own business assets to strengthen the value of the club and not an ownership structure that uses the club to strengthen its own business assets. That's what it boils down to ultimately. Yeah. Lads, lads, before I ask some Twitter questions, because I know that obviously the, the game is about to kick off in about 20 minutes and you lot want to watch the game, which is <laughs> yeah. understandable. But yeah. um, what would what would you say if the Glazers said, right, we'll give you a seat at the table, come and talk to us? What would you do? We would, t- we would talk to him. But, yeah. you know, he needs to sit at the table. He doesn't, he doesn't, he can't turn up once and then disappear for the rest Not of the year. Cool. You know, you know, he needs to he needs to turn up and talk to us. And you know, we won't accept anything other than, you know, a viable um, solution. And for and for us, you know, a, a a a fan share that gives the fans, you know, a share scheme that gives the fans a voice, a voice at board level. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that's that's going to happen with these guys. They need to go. We need to get uh, responsible ownership in place with a viable fan share option. Yeah. And there's nobody in the 58, if they did ever <laughs> sit opposite Joe Glazer, who wouldn't stand up and tell him to shove it <laughs> if it wasn't right. <laughs> and that's the difference. We don't care. We, and that, care, about, and we that, care about the club. And that leads me into today, because obviously we, we, we've, you know, as, as Must member, members, we've had a, an announcement from Must today to say that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, again, on the back of pressure that we've been putting on, you know, they announced that they give the Glazers an ultimatum that, they must come up with a fan share uh, scheme that's um, acceptable to the trust uh, by the uh, anniversary of the ESL announcement or else, well, it, it's gone. And today, you know, we get, a, we get a statement from Must that just said, you know, I think, I think it was um, 
the fact that that deadline date was was something that was just maybe not achievable. Well, that's just not good enough. That's just not good enough. You know, what, what are they going to do now? They put it out there. They give them the ultimatum. They've not given anything back to the trust. What do they do now? Total that's what I want to know. Well, that's how they treat the fan base, with total contempt. There you go. All right, let me fire over some quick questions. Yeah, so you've got the, the Lost Nomad. He sent a few areas of concern I have and a few suggestions too. Number one, despite the planned protests, 98% of the stadium was filled. And number two, the protesters had bought merchandise and tickets too. We say we want to kill the snake, but we keep on feeding it. What's your response to that, gents? Um, I'll kick off with that one and maybe the other guys can, can jump in. Um, so 55,000 um, roughly uh, season ticket holders at United. Um, if they didn't buy those tickets, then they would go to the likes of, I don't know, kind of day trippers and, and, and other type of uh, areas of the fan base um, who would. They would, they're just out for, understandably, they're just out for a day out. Um, they're not really bothered about uh, the long-term viability of the club or the Glazers. They'll just buy, and they're the perfect customer for the, the Glazers, right? Uh, but you will lose what United is all about. You will lose the history. You'll lose the fan culture. You'll lose people who, who the, the local rivalry, who understand football, um, <laughs> understand the chance in the ground. You know, it's... You would lose so much doing that. Um, now we can't force people to to come dressed in a certain way. Um, we can't. We don't want to force people or prevent them from going in the stadium. We want you know legal and peaceful. We're, we're not about that at all. So if what the message I will send out is, if people want to join the protest, brilliant. That's what we want. If they then want to stay outside the ground for X amount of minutes, you know, 17 minutes at the weekend to, to you know, signify a minute for every year these owners of, of, of owned us, brilliant. And if people want to stay longer for the entire game, even better. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I get I get that message, but, you know, it's, um, you know, you can't, you know, you need to walk before you can run um, with these things. I think, I, think, I think just to add to We've that, won. just to add to that, I think, you know, I think, I think the TRA was 95% empty at kickoff. So, you know, let's, let's throw some percentages around there. <laughs> it's a fair point. I think the other thing to mention, is we've won the trust of a lot of fans. You know, being sports that 8,000 people are on the march. Rodri, you said it yourself, you were on the fence for your, with your concerns around your little lad. You know, how many people were on the fence and didn't show, but now, you know, we'll, we'll come back invigorated, you know, positive with what they saw, that this time around won't be in the stadium. You know, how many people were in there hearing what was going on outside thinking, bloody heck, you know, I, I wish I gave it the benefit of the doubt. Those people are going to be with us next, next time around. Yeah, and looking down that Warwick Road, I, I, I was at the back. Um, there were just a sea of United fans, and everybody was looking after each other. Where even the bus drivers were uh, taking leaflets, was handing out and handing them round to people on his bus. You know, it was, it was a, it was a great atmosphere, and it was proud to be United again. You know, it was proud to, um, to, to have that kind of atmosphere, and everybody looking after each other, and everybody being on fighting for the same goal. Um, and it was a significant amount of people. Who stayed out till three seventeen as well? Um, you know, don't forget United Stadium is vast. Um, it's is you know when you look at things, but you know there's a fair number of people outside. 
Fair enough. We've got another question here from Yes We Cantona. That's a great name right here. Uh, how can we mobilize the non-match going Reds, not the keyboard warriors, the ones who generally want to help but aren't able to go to matches because of the location? Watch this space for the next phase of our plans. Um, like I said, everyone's got a, 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 a part to, to play in this battle um, and everybody will have a chance to actually do their part. Great stuff. United, Manchester um, United is our fan base is global. This is, you know, although the northwest of England is going to be uh, massively, uh, or sorry, the, the, the movement is going to be focused around the northwest of England, it certainly isn't the be all and end all. And that's also one of the big differences this time around. We're looking to, to speak to, to unite, and to mobilize our global fan base. Great stuff. Andy says the protests before the Liverpool game last season were the closest we got to progress. What lessons have they taken from that? Don't quite understand that question. So, what, what lessons is who? For me, for me, the biggest, biggest takeaway from the Liverpool protest, if that's the sort of question, you know, what's the biggest takeaway? What's the biggest lesson learned? For me, it was, it was more the overwhelming sense of just how much the club meant to so many people. You know, the response to the ESL, the disgust at the the disregard of history, the inequality of competition. For me. You know, that, that announced to the world that, that the fan base had been awakened. That was the biggest takeaway. That was what gave us the encouragement and the motivation to, to do what we've done. So that was the biggest thing. It was the fan base announcing to us that, that they were ready. OK, OK. Um, at Ten Hag Way, uh, obviously, he's a he's United fan that's excited about the new manager coming in. <laughs> um, he or she asked, Protesting before match and then going in and seeing the match is not having much of an effect. But last year, when the game got cancelled, it had a huge effect. Do you plan more drastic measures in the upcoming protests? As long as it's peaceful and legal, we will have um, we have got other plans. Um, you know, there's no plans to do what happened at Liverpool. You know, the kind of damage and and breaking into the club. That uh, that those kind of things are in our plans whatsoever. So. Let's just get that one clear. It's all about legal and peaceful, and um, and we'll, like I said, we'll make it really uncomfortable for the Glazers. We have got a lot of plans around that. Great stuff. Well, no, that's that's, that's, that's not that that. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that's that's not what we're about. It goes back to everything that we just said previously in the last fifty minutes. You know, we want the families there. We want the kids there. We want the older and younger generation. The only way that we're going to unite young and old. It has to be peaceful and it has to be legal and that will give us longevity. And, you know, we, we won't be organising anything, any kind of violence or any kind of destruction in any way, shape or form. Um, hopefully peaceful protests and the other things that we have plans will be enough for everybody to get behind and, and drive us forward. Uh, we've got one more question from Kiri in Cyprus. Uh, he asks, Considering the bids that Chelsea have attracted, more American Americans, I can't read, more Americans with bad track records or highly capitalist approaches, state-sponsored consortiums, as well as Newcastle's recent takeover, what kind of takeover would they hope United attracts in the rare eventuality where the Glazers decide to sell? 
I, I said it earlier on, or, or I alluded to it earlier on. <clears throat> Chelsea Football Club, Newcastle Football Club, you know, and then Manchester United. You, you, you just cannot compare them. You know, one of them is arguably the UK's, if not the world's most recognised commercial asset worldwide. It will attract a totally different type of investor, a totally different, um, you know, it's a totally different type of proposition. Chelsea, certainly throughout recent times has been propped up by its ownership Manchester United is literally the opposite you know we've been drained by our ownership and seven years without a trophy is still able to attract some of the world's biggest names so for us you know the if you're trying to establish a precedent if you're trying to look at what's what's been available in terms of clubs for sale and the buyers that have been attracted to them I don't think there's been has ever been sorry anything on the market like a Manchester United Rodri, any more questions, mate, before we wrap it up? Um, no, it just looks like, you know, it, by the sounds of it, 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 they're in it for the long call and it just people just listening to it are, are, are hesitant, just get involved in, and just to support the lads because it looks like, you know, it, it's going to take a lot of time. But it, by the sounds of it, they've got a lot of stuff in place. And it just needs more support, more traction. And, and we'll just... It's not a matter of time. If it's, it's a matter of time of when is, these cranes are going to go now. So, yeah, just get involved. Cheers, Rodri. Well, Thanks. Yeah, cheers, well, gents, thank you for your time. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, it's been an eye-opening experience, to say the least. Um, and I'm glad you guys are doing things peacefully because in, in Cyprus... They tend to just bomb referees' cars or throw bombs at the It happens, honestly. The, the vice president of my club had a bomb detonated outside his house in November. And the club put out oh. 100,000. Yeah, and we don't even know why it happened. So you guys are doing things the legal way. Let's just let's just put it that way. But thank you again for your time. Before I let you guys go, obviously, we've got the Twitter at the bottom on the ticker at the underscore underscore 1958. Are there any other socials you guys would like to plug? Do you have an Instagram or anything like that? No, nothing. Nothing at the moment. Okay, fair enough. No, the there's, moment, one, there's one thing. Space, yeah? <laughs> exactly. What's his face? There's one thing I'd like to plug, though. There will be a protest before the Chelsea game. And we, we announced that, first of all, you know, we announced that weeks ago. Um, and then obviously, you know, due to people asking us these questions about Norwich and Norwich and Norwich and sustained pressure, we went for Norwich, but we've always had our eye on the Chelsea game. We will be protesting for the Chelsea game, so we need to get the fans behind it. And that's been brought forward, hasn't it? Yeah, it's a 28th now. Hey, Rodri, if I was a cynical man, I would say uh, maybe the uh, Premier League and United have uh, have done it on purpose. It's like Thursday night, a bit random, but it doesn't matter need the fans there that's all it matters yeah. one, one other thing I like to cover is kind of the timing as well sure. um, I, I think it, it you know we think it's a, it's a perfect time you know United are kind of pretty much season is, is over in a lot of ways you know we've got three games left till the end of the season it will carry on next season um, and we'll have more time to uh, think about plans you know we you know we we fast-tracked the Norwich which was really successful Um and it was a brilliant turnout. And thank you, everybody who supported and, and came out um, uh, on the Norwich game. Um, we'll do the same for Chelsea and we'll do the same for, for, for Brentford. There will be some protests of uh, some description um, along along those two games. And then we'll work in the close season and then we'll start again. So don't be, don't be put off by fancy new shiny signings, fancy new shiny managers. 
the Glazers have a track record of this. Um, just stay focused on what the goal is, because nothing will change. It's just literally like grind dog day with them. Um, and rinse and repeat. Rinse, rinse and, repeat, and repeat. That's what it is. Exactly. Have you got anything planned? You know, the team are going to America, I think, in the summer. Have you got anything planned for over there? We'll see. We'll see, yeah. <laughs> 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 As we said earlier, on, we're in dialogue that <laughs> So we'll see what happens. Brilliant. Well, that's this has been a fantastic episode of No Chopters. So we'll be back very, very soon. Go back, like I said, like, subscribe, comment, tell your nunna. That's Godmother in English. Until next time, let's go.